This is the Kawabui Show. Kawabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kawabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, online business. You could check out his blog site at www.kowa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Kowa Bui. Mr. Kowa Bui. Hey everyone, it's Kwa here, and in this podcast, I'd like to introduce you to Luna G. Luna G, she is based in Philadelphia. And what's really inspiring about her is that she came over to Philadelphia with nothing and she was able to build a six-figure income from real estate through straight cold calling. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Luna G. Thanks. Well, uh, Luna, I really appreciate your time today. It's, a, um, you know, it's an honor to interview you. I've seen your YouTube videos and uh, what you're doing. Um, so welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No worries. Awesome. Uh, let's have a look at your background. So I think you're originally from Shanghai and then you moved over mm-hmm. to uh, America. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I originally, uh, I came to America when I was about 17 years old. I came here for a boarding school. So um, when I was young, I really, I, I enjoy speaking English a lot. So yeah. my parents, and I'm not that good academically. I wasn't that good. So in China, you know, all the kids are under a lot of pressure. So my parents like, you have to go to the top school, blah, blah. But then I was like, I like English. I like yeah. watching American shows. I want to go to New York City. Yeah. So when I was 17, um, I came to America and I was, you know, I, I feel like blessed that my parents had the opportunity to send me here. Mm. Um, you know, everything has been paid off. So I'm grateful for that. And when I come to America, I went to um, the university. So everything has been pretty pretty standard up until university and then I met my husband so we both moved to Philly Mm. when I moved to Philly we already are like married so Mm. I at that point I stopped getting money from my parents so I stopped being from a spoiled you know one child policy like only child up until then I become married so I'm like technically broke so I was like I'm gonna get my real estate license I'm gonna start uh, building my own business so at that time, I have no support, and I don't know anybody here in Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, about oh, good. okay. I don't know anybody here um, in in Philadelphia. So I I have to start everything from the bottom up. Yeah. So um, I signed up with a local brokerage. It was actually uh, one of the biggest brokerage in um, Philadelphia at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was started doing rentals and. It was it was a bit hard, but I was working really really hard. So between you know four to five months, I think I put twelve rentals under contract. So I made about five thousand dollars, and I talked about it on my channel too. Yeah, I see people leaving comment. They're like five months, you only make five thousand, and then to me it was my first job. I was like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I've yeah. never made this much money before. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, yeah, I still cannot survive with, you know, just 5,000. So I was like, I got to do something different. So I switched to a Chinese real estate company with my current broker right now. I started doing sales. Mm. When I started doing sales, it's a little uncomfortable because you're, 
dealing directly with people who are looking to buy. Yeah, it's sure. their biggest, you know, biggest decision in their life when they're yeah. buying houses. First time home buyer, mm. you take buyer to see houses. You're like, oh, this is pretty. You know, <laughs> it was fun yeah. until you close a couple of deals and you're like, what well, now? Where are my yeah. clients? Am mm. I going to keep paying for leads? And I, I was like, no, no, no. I got to do something different. Maybe I should pick up the phone. I start cold calling. Okay. So that way I can directly deal with sellers. With, with no experience whatsoever with cold calling? Just oh, I have no experience. Wow, no, crazy. none. Mm. It was hard. It was very hard, especially your female. Yeah. I remember when I first started to call, um, I have no script. I was just calling to see if they are thinking about selling. Mm. And this lady yelled me so bad over the phone. And wow. I just started crying because I don't know what to do. And I was, mm. you know, because you're young and you're broke. You don't even have gas in your car and you're trying to do something different, yeah. hoping it can make a big change. And people started yelling at you like you're just, you know, like you're worthless. Yeah. So I started crying and then I was like, maybe just reach out to people on YouTube. Mm. So I found a friend. He has a, a real estate channel. His name is Teddy Smith. Okay. So he he had me join a prospecting group. So I was yep. with a bunch of young agents together. Sure. And then we started calling um a, a few of those guys they kind of left the business mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm still in contact with one of my other friends we're still calling he's an agent in boston yep. so we've been calling on the phone for about almost a year and a half now and a majority of our business are from the phone with mm. sellers so mm. the pipeline we have about i have about almost 200 seller leads that are lo looking to sell in the six to one year yeah and right now on the phone i'm fearless like yeah. if you're not looking to sell no problem any plans of selling the future so yeah. i will not take a no as an answer i'll yeah. keep asking you the right question to figure out nice. exactly why you're not selling mm. if are you telling the truth are you lying or you need help or you mm. you have like a, a, some situation that's put you on hold can we solve that problem for you mm. you know things like that so mm. for me right now it just you know i grow up i made a lot of mistakes so within those two or three years um i'm grateful because i made a lot of mistakes i screw up tons of times yeah. and i'm also grateful that i documented on my youtube so people can watch me and they know if i can be successful going from this up to here mm -hmm. so can you yeah. you guys can all do it so that's pretty much my um my message that i'm trying to send out you know yeah that's incredible i love it how um you just mentioned that you did a lot, you made a lot of phone calls and then you, you became fearless you know you you're able yeah. to overcome the objections and then you became really confident how many phone calls was do, do you think uh, you went through to get to that, to get to that level oh my so god uh especially like right now and during um the holidays yeah. i called twelve thousand. Uh, sorry 1200 1200 a thousand calls average a thousand calls yeah but keep in mind not every call they will pick up yeah. so a good pickup rate is 10 percent. so if you yeah. talk to a thousand calls maybe you only are talking to a hundred people yeah. so in that 100 people you know mostly i would say 98% gonna say no. Mm. If you can get two maybe or two yes, that's a great day. Yeah, 100%. So that's, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of like if cold calling is really not easy, it's all about numbers too. Mm. A lot of rejection, people don't, they're not thinking about selling. Like if imagine you get a random phone call mm. asking you to want to sell your house, 
you're going to be like, what? Yeah. So, yeah but if yeah. two, that's one or two people that are actually thinking about selling, they mm. will say, how did you know? Yeah. Yes, I am thinking about selling. Oh my God, you're such an angel. Yeah. <laughs> so those one, two people are the one that kept me going because mm. I know they are there. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's so, like that um that video that you posted i saw the video that you posted um there were some people that were i, I think you were just calling up some people that were selling houses uh, i mean they, they had some houses along the street obviously and um, you, you're just calling them up and saying oh hey um just checking in to see you know um that you've got a house there and you're wondering if you're selling and stuff and you're just building up the conversation there you know and mm-hmm. you were able to get a pretty good lead there so that was really yeah yeah it's really cool how, how you do that you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cool all right then. Um, so so you were from initially from Shanghai, and then you moved to Philly, and you got your first job in real estate, and um, oh, your second job in real estate. You started to learn how to sell. Um, mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a you know more of a emotional, intelligent type of person where you understand people? Like was that something that you sort of like realized about yourself, and then you got into sales, or was it just something that you just um, you know someone pushed you into, and then you discovered? I I think. Um, it has a lot to do with, you know, the environment I'm into. I, there's a lot of judgment too, when you first started selling, especially because my Instagram started to get more followers before YouTube. Um, at the time I wanted to market myself as a fitness model because I am very enthusiastic about, uh, fitness. So I have, I come across with a lot of people saying, you're a professional, like you're mm. selling people's houses. You shouldn't be posting, you know, bikini photos. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, so how do I you really like digest that? Like, do I take down my photos? Like, how do I market myself? So yeah. I was in a certain periods of time, especially when real estate gets really difficult, that was hard for me to market myself because mm. I was doubting myself too. I didn't know if I can be successful. I didn't know if I had the courage to keep calling on the phone. Mm. Um, you know, I do, but those hate or those doubt from people who doesn't believe in me, it kind of turned into a motivation for me um, mm. later on. So it yeah. really kept me going. So I'll give you a, a story where um, my first brokerage, I actually went back there two months ago. Um, the place where I was a rental agent, mm-hmm. I went back this time after two years, yeah. not as a rental agent, but as a listing agent. Okay. So wow. one of my coworker, older coworker, he was the buyer agent of a deal that he brought a buyer. I was mm-hmm. the seller agent. So for those of you guys don't know in real estate, usually a seller agent, a listing agent, it takes about four to six years to become a listing agent because yeah. they're more experienced. It's harder sure. to have people trusting you to sell their house versus a first time home buyer, first investor. They're just like, oh, I'm going to pick this agent. He's just opening the door for me. Yeah. You know, so that, that oh, comes okay. with, you know, the, the listing side and the buyer side. Mm. Um, so I went back there. Yeah. And it, it felt great because, you know, people look at me like, oh, she's back now. But this time mm. she's the listing agent. Yeah. So I talk about it on my channel as well. So definitely that helps me. That's kind of a, a, a motivation for me. Mm. But deep down, I think it, it happened because also at that period of time, I was broke. I don't have a second option. Mm. That's why I recommend agents. If you are a part-time agent, save mm. up, try to be a full-time agent because yeah. you know, you have to really want it. You have to be fully committed. If you are half committed, the other half, you're like, I can go back to my old job. Everything will be fine. You will never be successful because mm. I'm a living example of, I have to do this thing. I have to put in 
all I have. And, you know, that's how I get to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I can see that you're working really hard. You're making the phone calls. And I think you posted a video that you bought your first white car as well. That was really cool. You know, oh, you yeah, met, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, congratulations oh, on that. Yeah. That's a lot of hard oh, work. Thank there. you very much. I yeah. thought that I was going to get a lot of flash. Like, I didn't know I was going to actually, I didn't even know I was going to get the car. Yeah. Okay. I was, we only have one car. It, it is time for me to get another car. Then I was like, huh, do I really want it? Because yeah. people are saying, you know, it depreciates. It's, you know, it's, it's not a smart decision. And mm. I, I did a calculation. Like I can afford it. I can afford it. Maybe like I can't afford it more than that car. Let me yeah. put it that way. But then I was like, do I really want to do it? And it felt right too. Cause I talked to my parents. I talked to my broker. I mm. talked to uh, my husband. They're all on board. Yeah. It's not like I'm, it against anybody and to me it's more so um i just want to kind of get it over with as a mm-hmm. transportation but i also sure. want it to be a reward i want something i i like so i just brought the camera with me and yeah. I, I filmed the whole thing it was it was a daily vlog too it was yeah. just the later on two hours i was like let's yeah. go car shopping yeah, and yeah. i just actually got it and i was smart enough to go um, the last day of 2019. Mm-hmm. So I was negotiating the price with the uh, Mercedes-Benz dealership. Yeah. And I, I was like, I went Audi first and then I went to uh, the Mercedes. And I was like, you guys have to give me the best deal because I'm, I'm going to walk. Like, yeah. you know, and yeah. they did give me a really good deal too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was fun to kind of, you know, get that all recorded and post on my YouTube. Yeah, it's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank right. you very much. All right. So, um, and you were making six figures. So, so I think it took about two years to hit the six figure mark. Oh so yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, obviously with the whole coronavirus, you're working from home now, right? So you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of the phone calls. Yeah. How's that affecting you? Business as usual? Or? It does affect me because I have a few yeah. showings now. They are all postponed and, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, if the whole world is, is, is being yeah. paused. So there's really nothing you can do, but at the same time, I'm producing more content on my end with YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I want to uh, start out a new business as well mm-hmm. because I was busy occupied with listings. Now I finally have the time to organize my thoughts on maybe building another cash flow mm-hmm. with my channel. So I have an idea. I already have a second channel too. I speak oh, Chinese okay. too. So I want to yeah. kind of create and make more Chinese audience on my second channel to mm-hmm. talk more stuff with, you know, immigration kind of related topics and mm-hmm. also fitness, but using Chinese instead. That's uh, cool. English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was working on that. And um, also I'm still making the calls as well, just to build that pipeline. So whenever yeah. this thing is over, I can just, you know, come out and start doing business. It shouldn't yeah. affect me long run at all. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about YouTube. So when did you get started with the whole YouTube vlogging and everything? When was that, a few years ago? Or I started my YouTube start? I started my YouTube before I got my license around okay. 2017. So before I started out, I know I was kind of late on mm. uh, having a channel. And what I did that was different than anybody else was I reached out to a bigger channel Mm. Uh, prep agent so prep agent has a channel for about a hundred thousand followers and he was kind of my mentor because i took his courses to pass my real estate exam okay so i reached out to him i said hey would you be interested in collaborating with me you can feature me as a new agent so that way 
I provide you value, you can kind of see what my progression is and mistakes that I've made. Mm. And then maybe you can give your follow audience to give them like a produce a new content. Yeah, and yeah. he said, yeah, let's do it. It was really hard to get in contact with him because first first time he doesn't know who I am. Yeah. And I keep going, I keep, you know, and then he was in, he was also in Colombia or uh, South America too. So there's yeah. a time difference. Yeah, yeah. And then we set that up. We did a whole series on his uh, channel. Okay. And okay. also when I went to work, I did a for sale by owner call. So I recorded my conversation and I didn't post on my channel because I only had less than a hundred subscribers at the time. Hmm. I sent that raw video footage to Joe prep agent okay. so he put on his channel oh, cool. and that video exploded right now i think it has about two hundred thousand views mm. it was my actual reaction of me calling for sell by owner yeah cold call the very first time wow. so because of that video it mm. actually leads so many uh people that follows joe's channel to my channel mm. so i think that the way how I handle it to start my channel really boost my channel up mm. compared to, you know, other, uh, like if you just don't have anybody who help you or give you a leg up, it'll mm. be a lot harder. Yeah. So I definitely think if you guys have a smaller channel, you're struggling of building your audience, mm. reaching out to a bigger channel, it will definitely help you as mm. long as you know what your value is when you propose the other channel, yeah. you have to make sure it's a mutually beneficial, relationship mm. for you to you know even reach out to the other channel that's true that's true yeah i think i saw that one um of you doing your first uh, cold call and um mm -hmm. yeah that's that's how i knew about you because like your video came up as recommended and then, yeah the cold call oh. was really cool yeah yeah yeah. Really yeah. Good. yeah awesome um okay so how about your setup as well like i think you've got a pretty cool setup in terms of making vlogs and everything you've just got the typical vlog camera right and the so I have, um, so I recently got this camera. It's a yeah. Canon. Yeah, Canon that one as well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a Canon G7X. I, you, I have a, a T5i, mm -hmm. Canon T5i. So it's a bigger, bigger video, uh, camera, but that one is in my office. Right now okay. I have two big lights that coming this way, mm -hmm. but in my office I has a ring light. So I, and I don't have any mic right now yeah uh, but this camera works just fine for vlogging um my other camera works better if you are a sit down video you just yeah. point and shoot that works better yeah. um yeah but i think with what like real estate channels are it doesn't really matter with the gear people yeah. are so stressed out about like the perfect gear i think it's best if you just put your content out there first before mm. You too worry about the camera. I mean, the camera does matter yeah. to a, an extent. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're new, just go out and do it first, even with your phone. Cool. It works. Cool. So, nice. So you just mentioned that um, strategy there. Just put out content, right? Um, don't worry about mm -hmm. being too perfect, right? Just keep pushing out content, then you get better mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right then. Um, okay. So have a, what about your daily routine? I'm curious. What's your typical daily routine? Do wake up five o'clock in the morning, do you meditate or books and like, what's the typical day like uh, for you? Okay. Yeah. So a typical day, uh, without the quarantine, obviously <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's so you're out of bed, you call people in your pajama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, 
But if it's not right now, like a typical day, I like to work out in the morning. So I have two trainer, one, a boxing trainer. Another one is my fitness trainer. Mm -hmm. So I go to gym pretty much five times a week and I do boxing three times a week. So usually I will do cardio and weight training in the morning with my trainer, John. Um, Mm -hmm. We set up a time around like eight o'clock. And then I go to the gym and I come home, shower, eat breakfast. I will be at the office by 10. So 10 to 6 o'clock is my time in the office. So during that eight hours, I want to be on the phone prospecting for at least four to five hours just to uh, get more new business going Mm -hmm. on. So from 10 to 11, it's the time for me to uh, call my past client, do my follow-up calls, people who are thinking about selling this spring, try Mm -hmm. to set it up on my calendar for the next coming week. Mm-hmm. And then from 11 to 12 is the time that I set for myself to call for sell by owners, expire mm-hmm. listing, and cancel listing. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, from one o'clock till, you know, six o'clock, I dedicate that time to prospect, just call my area, do just listed, just sold cards. At the same time, I'll also be editing a video as well mm-hmm. or planning a video. Mm-hmm. So my appointments with my seller is usually between 2 p.m. to after 6 p.m. So whenever, you know, they wanted to meet with me to sign a contract, those are the time that I dedicated to meet with my sellers. Mm -hmm. So I work from Monday to uh, Friday and Saturday I work from 10 to 2. And then after that Sunday, I don't work. So on Sunday is mostly, you know, meal prep and just chilling at home, planning out my rest of the week. If there's new coming collaborations or, you know, so, so that's kind of my ideal week. That's Mm. pretty much the same. It's very structured and I I like the way how it is. So it's been pretty much the same for the past um, one year. It hasn't changed. That's awesome. So nice and structured. Um, You've got your prospecting time. You've got your follow-ups as well. And you've got a set of time that you you use to meet uh, meet people in in person as well. So, okay. How about your lead generation? Like, do you just use LinkedIn or, um, you know? So for lead generation, mostly I use um, prospecting on the phone. So that mm-hmm. is a Mojo Dollar. Mm-hmm. So with Mojo, they have a feature. It's called Neighborhood Search. So mm-hmm. what I do is I purchase that feature and mm-hmm. I will lock in a few zip codes as my farm. Mm-hmm. I will call this area. So calling is one way. And then also I do just listed and just sold cards. Okay. So I will, if I have a listing in the area, I send them those cards in the mail so right now i have four listings that were pending right now Mm -hmm. so these mails are already being um uh they're being like they're being made and then i'm just putting stamps on it i do everything by myself i don't use any service so mailer is another way and Mm -hmm. then also youtube and instagram Mm -hmm. so with youtube the way how i do it i set it up as a agent referral because most people who watch my youtube channel are agents from all over the country. So what I'm trying to do is if that agent has a prospective seller or buyer who are looking to move to Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. I want them to think of me as the agent that they can work with. Mm -hmm. So I have been receiving a lot of um, agent referrals uh, this past one year. And at the same time, besides those, you know, Instagram also gives me a branding too. So people, mm. if they log on to, to their Instagram, they type in Philadelphia Realtor. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my <clears throat> bio name. So it will mm. come up if they are searching for that feature. So those mm. are the four <clears throat> ways that it's 
can lead me to um, prospecting the lead generation. Okay. Other than that, I still do, you know, calling my past client referrals. So there are at least four to five ways okay. to okay. help me build a business. Mm, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, all right then. So we covered uh, your lead generation and YouTube as well. You're also really good at branding as well. I really um, noticed that. Yeah, just like what you said about the positioning yourself um, as the realtor in, in, in Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. um, when people do searches, you know, your name pops up. So that's really good. Uh, so let's have a look at your, your mindset as well. Um, how do you overcome your fear and rejection? You know, like when, when you're on the phone and um, you get rejected, people yelling at you and stuff, obviously. How do you mm -hmm. overcome that? Because I know a lot of people struggle with that. What's your thought process behind that? So I think um, if you position yourself as you are a very strong-willed person, mm -hmm. how badly do you want it? How badly, yeah. do, how badly do you want to be successful? Okay. You know, come across, there are people gonna, it, it's a reflection of themselves. It has yeah. nothing to do with you. You're calling them at the wrong time. They are going through a divorce and you call them in the middle of nowhere. Of course, they're gonna be pissed. Yeah. So what I will do is, I ask them one question. I said, are you thinking about selling your house? They said, no. And mm -hmm. I go ahead and say, are you thinking about selling it ever? Well, there'd mm. be a chance you might be thinking about selling it three, five years down the road. Very clear, very no. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I'm, I just, I either trash this lead or I can put note on it. I mm. won't call them in the next three or five years. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they become nasty, I don't, I don't really show any feelings. I don't mm. argue with them. I, I kind of just put them in a dead lead, like a dead folder. Yeah. I talk to them again. Yeah. That's how I deal with it. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really fine. Like if you think about it a different way, you mm -hmm. will feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So, um, how about the books and everything Like what, what type of books or, or courses or anything that you recommend that's really helped you? Um, so with books, I read rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Um, and what else? I watch a lot of YouTube channels too. Yeah. So, you know, the Graham Stephan show. Mm. I like Graham. Me, Kevin, he yeah. teaches you a lot of things about investment. Mm -hmm. I also liked um, what's uh, Valutainment. Oh, yeah. Patrick, Patrick David. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. He, I listen to his podcast. I also listen to Dave, Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. You know, the, he, the money. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, to save yeah. money. So those are the people that I follow. Um, yeah, and then I also, you know, people are saying that you're the average of five people that you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. So I have two mentor and my broker, they're all really successful. So mm -hmm. I like to make myself, you know, be associated with people who are really good at what they do on mm -hmm. like 10, 20 X level of where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so I can position myself as this is where I want to be in five years, or this mm -hmm. is who I want to be in 10 years. So those are the things that I'm also are doing. And then also with collaboration, I'm always welcome to collaborate with people who are also very talented in their area, just so we can communicate and also learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what do you do? Me? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, well, I've got my own um, uh, design company, web design company. I get clients and um, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing it for quite some time, 10, 15 years and yeah, it's, wow. it's, all, it's all tech, you know, and obviously I'm doing podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, how, yeah. So how long is the podcast? Like how, how long has that been going on? Yeah, I've been doing it for about, uh, oh, how long is that? 
three, four years, I think. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I didn't really crank it up until I think it was early last year. And uh -huh. um, yeah, I was able to interview Grant Cardone and then I was able to get all these you know, pretty cool guests on my show. And then yeah. I decided, you know, I'm going to start like, you know, cranking this up and, and just do more podcasts because, you know, I love doing That's it. I love awesome. meeting with people and, and learning things. Of course. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, great so, that you're doing that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm really glad that you reached out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Cool. Um, all right, then. So I got another question. Let's say that you're going to a time machine and you're to talk to a push button, talk to your younger self, right? Mm. What would you say to your younger self? Mm, that's an interesting <laughs> question. What would I say to my younger mm. self? Huh? I would tell myself not to care so much what people think about me. Mm. I would tell myself not to spend so much money and really save all the money that I have and, you know, invest. Because when I was younger, maybe because I was a only child, I, I find myself in, interacting with the wrong group in college. Mm. All these girls, they care so much about bags, cars, you know, and now think about who I'm associating myself with. They're all like 40, 50 years old. So mm. it's, it's very different. I, I want myself to really see it through and just kind of, you know, plan everything out and know what's important for me, what can benefit me in the future. But I'm also glad that I was associated with those girls and I, I, I had a time period of being, you know, attracted to superficial stuff mm. and realized that's not what I wanted. Mm. So I think I have to walk past that path to find who I really want to be, mm. you know? So I don't really know what I would say to those. <laughs> I really don't. Cause I think I should, it's like the way I set up, I think it was perfect because I'm not too old to realize who I really am. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm still kind of young and I already figured out what I want to do with my life. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, some of the wisdom that you drop in your, your videos is pretty good. I think um, there's one video here you said, oh, you know, this year I've, I've just removed all the, the accounts that I'm following, such as makeup channels and the, the oh, yeah, channels yeah. and stuff. I thought that's really yeah. good. Now I'm just going to follow, you know, things that I'm, I'm just so busy. I'm just... You know, I need to focus my time on getting better, improving myself, and that's just not helping me. So, mm -hmm. so you, you're getting it. It's really good. Yeah. So mm -hmm. awesome. Cool. All right then. So, um, how about um, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they um get in contact with you? Um, they can uh follow me on my Instagram. It's mm -hmm. Luna Rocks, L U N A R O X X S, mm -hmm. and um, they can send me a DM or email me at info at lunacellsphilly.com. So those are the two ways that they can um, get in contact with me. Okay, cool. No worries. Well, Luna, I really appreciate your time today. And, um, you know, it's a true honor to speak to you. I really love what you're doing. And, um, you know, I wish you all the best for your future endeavors. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You no have worries. a great day. Yeah, you too. Uh, all right. Cool. All right. Bye, guys.